Last time on Dice Funk. Mari, the corner of the room, Peter's looking into it, and it just feels like it feels like a set in a play. And 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 he just starts to see like the edges of the the wall just like peel away, and I'm right behind it, and I'm like, hey, hey, Peter, it's Sun Wukong. <laughs> it's tricks to gods. It's an unbelievable <laughs> journey, and also there's a tree, and I learned the secret of finding a sword. Wait, the sword's called Pussy Doo. Yes, <laughs> yes, because it's actually a sword. As you reach for it, the, the, the dream dissolves and you can't reach it. No! Not Pussy It'll haunt me for the rest of my days. That's my quest now to find Pussy Two. Austin, 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 Pussy 2's cannon now. Let's take their wheels. I draw a dick butt on them. Okay, so. <laughs> Let's draw a dick butt on them. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna grab some. I'm gonna grab some gems too. No gem. No gems needed. All good. You can I don't, put I, gems on your look, stuff, though. Juniper is going to make the point. Um. Hey. Yeah. So I'm not gonna take any of these, and like, it's up to you whether you do or not. But like, I feel like greedily taking thing from the trickery dungeon is a real quick way to get tricked by the trickery dungeon. Hello. I'm gold now. Do you enjoy it? Look, they're gold now. It's very sparkly. Okay, so I take my extremely tiny glizzo-sized purse uh, war gong, and then I take the giant hammer, and I just hit them together. Revealing inside of that metal coating, it, w- it is a plastic squeaky hammer. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to check over here. I, th- I, I Just in case that's wrong, I want to c- c- cover all our bases. Why do I know that idiom? I don't know what baseball is. <laughs> uh, it just sort of wanders down another one of the paths and Dio follows. <laughs> <laughs> well, I crit. Oh so. my god. Rather than trying to calculate the prime numbers in your head, Dio, you simply sit down. <laughs> yes. Um, and Ray follows suit and you, t- you two just sit down um, in, in the tunnel and, and wait for enlightenment. Ah, uh, botched on strength. Juniper, Juniper botched on strength. And then there is a, a very strange scraping sound on the wall, as if a blade has tried to cut into it. Uh, the wall simply parts, as if by magic, because that is how this scythe works. And... I turn the lights back on. You, uh, you're on the ground, you cast Prestidigitation, the torch uh, flares mm-hmm. back to life, and you see Laser pulling Juniper through a hole in the wall because she botched uh, and laser scythe can just part material magically as if it had always been cut. My, my priority is making sure that my sprout comes with me even if I'm separated from, from the party like Juniper's one thing she's going to do is make sure that sprout comes through the hole too. Uh, so as you are pulled through the hole uh, you see what yanked on one of the people in the, the the chain of everyone holding hands, which was one of the halflings in their cloaks. And there are 14 of them who begin descending on the party with uh, f- common farming implements, trowels, uh, shovels, uh, rakes, and so forth. And uh, they're beginning to batter the team to keep you away from Juniper as Laser pulls you through the hole in the wall. I saw a spark against the dark. And we erupt, but it's a slow burn. 
I take a chance We start to dance Can't see enough To know to turn around The sound of a bonfire Carries over fences Titillates the senses We could feel the heat The chill wind is pushing So, so I got pulled through a wall, and no one else is around, and it's me that's about to get just fucking beaten up by an entire group of people, right? Yeah, let's not waste any time with preamble. This is the, the cliffhanger we just left off on was so exciting. We're going to jump into a big badass boss fight right now. Let's roll initiative, Juniper and Laser. Uh, um, I have an initiative number somewhere. Um, if I scream loud enough, can I bardic inspiration, <coughs> Laura? No. <laughs> like uh, it can yep. echo through the tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> I feel free to read bardic inspiration to the audience if it says regardless of any material between you, but I'm pretty sure it says that you can see. Uh, 11 on initiative. 16. Laser goes okay. first. Okay. All right, yeah, so this, this scene is uh, he cuts open the wall with his magic scythe that seems to basically be able to part any substance, including just reality. Earlier he attacked you through a portal, basically, that he cut in the air. So this this thing is, is a badass weapon. Uh, he pulls you through uh, the wall, which seals behind you, and throws you into this chamber where you're now squaring off. It is like the Scrooge McDuck uh, swimming pool full of coins. There are great stalactites, which seem to be made out of diamonds. Uh, the seal Ceiling is encrusted with rubies and sapphires. This is the the you know the chamber of riches that the god who created this place wants people to fight for to get lost in these tunnels uh, to to have their own greed destroy them. And you're facing down Laser, who we haven't seen him in a while. To remind you, he has uh, four snake heads. His tail is dead. Uh, it mm-hmm. now is wearing. It is wearing like a uh, um, executioner's hood, or almost like a mourning veil. Now, uh, the the clown costume, the Harlequin getup, is now on the main head, on the on the face, so like where your and my head are. Yeah. And his hands, his hands are like a king in a dandy. Uh, and he, as he shifts the scythe back from hand to hand, he speaks to you in different voices, and he says, "Oh, Juniper, it's funny running into you like this." Last time, you had help. It was two on one. The the little slime man held my feet. That was no fair. This time, we will have a true duel. You know who you had on your side? Um, My, my at-the-time friend who you'd kidnapped was on your side of the room. Not my fault that your, uh, your, your person you had on your side of the fight was unconscious because you were ready to murder him. That's on you. And how has that gone for you? It appears that you have abandoned Vimble, the smelly. <laughs> I'm not going to debate you calling him Vimble, the smelly. And look, in hindsight, might not have been the worst idea in the world to let you kill him. But everyone deserves another chance. And at the time, I, you were about to do a, just a murder. That's not chill. It's not <laughs> not chill. <laughs> I would do anything to protect my flock. 
what's going to happen when the dragons and the illithids and the beholders come to Arabella, Juniper? We have to protect them by any means necessary. Yes, apparently including murdering people who were unconscious and in no position to defend themselves. Yes. Would you not do the same? I don't know. The way this world has been treating me, there's a few choice people who... I'm starting to feel a little bit that way about a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. There's a few people who can really hold a murderous grudge. Uh, at this point, like, you are circling each other in, like, the pool of gold coins, you know, like, there's the soft tinkling as you, uh, you circle around each other and you're, you're talking like this. Uh, on Laser's shoulder is this creature, the Sleagle, kind of a, a long tonberry, uh, and it is, like, looking at you with just mad hatred in its eyes, and you have, kind of bouncing next to you, the Sprout, the, the, the pig with cloud wings, and, you know, Laser sees it but doesn't say anything. Look, I'm glad that we came face-to-face again once I'd had time to prepare for your friend who wants me dead purely because I was bad at making friends. Maybe the Sleagle knows something about you that even you don't know. Maybe you're a bad person, Juniper. Have you ever thought of that? I tried to pet I, ch- I tried to pet a cute friend and they decided I was the worst thing to ever exist. That seems a little judgy. <laughs> Lasers, uh, at this point, I, w- I want to re- reiterate that there's a, just a dead, smashed head trailing yeah. behind this man. It's like, yeah. uh, the, the, you know, the extra face uh, yeah. on a Bloodborne boss look, or something. Look, I don't, I don't like Vimble, but I still, Juniper's still of the opinion that was a defendable action in a situation where there was literally, you were about to just you are about to just cold-blooded murder someone on a table who at the time had done nothing to necessarily justify that. Oh. You, the same as I, are racing to the edge of the world. Would you not kill the traitor god to create your ideal world? Aren't you gonna kill him? Defenseless on a table when we get there? Don't you think that's how this ends? I mean, first of all, we don't know that's how this goes. And second of all, look, all I wanted to do was research some plants. I'm having (laughs) a very long day. This is not why I... I'm not here for this. I'm doing it, but it's not why I'm here. (laughs) That's a funny irony. We're going to make a whole bunch of plants on our new farm, but you'll be too dead to enjoy them. I don't know why everyone... Everyone has... Everyone's plans involved. We've got to murder everyone to make our nice little corner of the world. If your corner of the world's going to be nice, that's fine. Just make a nice corner of the world. If you make a corner of the world that's a farm, I really... I, I'll be happy for you. I'll be happy for the world. I really won't give a shit if you make a happy little farm. You don't have to murder me to make a happy little farm. You've seen the cost of these biomes, Juniper. Each one has a coffin. There is no new world without death. Yeah, but it really sounds like you're using that to justify the fact you want to kill me and not because you actually think that needs to happen. (laughs) You got me. I really do want to kill you. Okay, then Uh. shut up and fight me then. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, <Holy> laser. <laughs> laser leaps forward and swings uh, the scythe. Are you ready? Actually, it doesn't matter if you're ready. Yeah, you uh, rolled a. Oh, <laughs> I botched. Oh, oh come on, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh man, that would have been so. Oh, any outcome but that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Juniper, why, why don't you roll an attack? Because uh, laser leaps across in a spray of gold coins and goes to swing the bone scythe at you and you have the electric rake and you just inexplicably get a shot in maybe not even inexplicably you're you know you're a rabbit you're fast as hell yeah this is a primordial rivalry snake and rabbit uh 23 do i hit in response with my rake (laughs) yes you hit you crack laser in the fucking jaw so i did read bardic inspiration by the way um Laura could technically be within 60 feet of me. We don't know. And if I scream super loud, she might hear me. Just saying. Just putting it out there. I think the magical nature of the infinite twisty tunnels means you're more than 60 feet. But I like your initiative. I think you should save that bardic inspiration yourself because a halfling is attempting to remove your liver with a trowel. Oh, we'll see about that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I did seven damage in response to that botch. Is it now my turn? Uh, well, it's about to be. That was my action and move. I want to say is so you crack laser in the jaw with the electric rake. Obviously, he stumbles to the side. His like face and uh, the hand holding the scythe are like stunned. But the other hand looks at you right in the eyes, Juniper, and the Sleagle leaps off his shoulder. Bonus action uh, to touch you, uh, instantly killing you. But now it's your turn, and you get to paint me a picture of how that doesn't work. <laughs> um... So presumably as a bonus action I can I can have my sprout leap into action and uh I think the way that that's going to go is that the whole way that we've been like lead during the whole conversation leading up to the fight the sprout has just been like coiled ready to leap um and as soon as uh the sleagle makes a move the sprout leaps in and uses one of its sort of cloud-like wings to just sort of smack uh, and intercept out the way the the uh, the attempt to get in get in and touch me. Oh, okay. So they collide in the midair and go like rolling off into the coins, and they're gonna have their own tussle. Sick. I I think so. Yeah. All right. I th- I think that the sprout is like yeah, try and win the fight, obviously, but main priority is get the Sleagle away from Juniper. All right. Then it's Juniper's turn proper. There, you avoid the instant death attack. <laughs> i got to double check if something's a bonus action or a regular action. It is a regular one. Um, Juniper is going to cast Bark Skin uh, in order to raise her AC up to 16. I love that Juniper is literally a god of thunder now. Look, you can't uh, stop her. <laughs> um, if I'm here by myself and there's no one to back me up, I think the, the best starting move is get some nice wooden limbs, make it a little harder to actually take any damage. Because there's no one to save me if I fuck this up. Yeah, Juniper has the guts of the god of death, and she's wearing the ring of the god of lightning. So she's got a a lot of different uh, backup, in a way. I got a lot of vibes going on. Uh Uh-huh. So that's your turn? Yeah, that's, that's my turn. Uh, laser, uh, sees you bark skin yourself, kind of straightens up from being, having hit with the rake and says, you know, when last we fought your disgusting little bard really hurt my feelings. 
I walked into the sea and lost all hope. <laughs> but then some fishermen, they, they brought me out and they told me about this temple in the sea where there was a body part in a coffin. What, what you got? Go on, tell, tell me what you got. What did you find? Uh, you get some gills? Can you swim underwater now? <laughs> yeah, actually, I mean, you guessed it. It was respiratory system. But I think all all the three heads at the same time say lungs and breathe fire on you. Dexterity saving throw. Uh, dexterity. Nine. All right, that oh. fails. You're going to take oh, the full. Sorry. I failed a dex, uh, dex saving throw. I can use my reaction to add a d4. Uh, so maybe maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you can try. Um, 12. Does 12 help? Does not help, no. You take the full brunt of the spell Fireball. Oh, no. Look at all those ones. Look <laughs> at this. Are you seeing this? Oh, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. <laughs> I'm telling you, Laura has befriended whoever makes... Apt roll 20. <laughs> <laughs> you only take 10 damage as the three living heads of laser just breathe hot fire on you. Uh, I, what's the dexterity? Um, like, what what does this look like? Is you just you jump out of the way? Um, yeah, so I, I, I think that Juniper attempts to make the, the usual, like, double jump into the air. Doesn't quite do it fast enough and gets a bit of singe on the legs on the way out of it, but thankfully does not take nearly as much damage as someone less able to leap up to the ceiling might. All right. Yep. Uh, so that's, that's laser's turn. That was, that was kind of his like secret hidden move. Now, uh, you, if you recall, Walter said they visited the, uh, water temple, uh, the ocean, uh, reliquary. Yeah. That's where, that's where they got their anchor sweetness, but they left the body part behind Uh laser went and got it off screen because of you all pissing off those fishermen. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to, they're not going to chase you to the end of the earth, but they will help your enemies. Next time. I'm just going to kill whoever it is. Having mercy <laughs> is stupid. That's how I'll prove I'm the good guy. I'll kill anyone who opposes me. <laughs> I never said I was proving myself to be good in any way, shape or form. I thought Peter was a good guy. He's an okay guy. All right. <laughs> I meant me personally as a human. Like nope. you've taught me that I should never give mercy to anyone. They won't learn their lesson and they'll want uh, revenge for some stupid reason. Uh, no, I know you, Mari, are a villain. You've always been a villain. <laughs> uh, uh, so it's it's my turn. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast Guiding Bolt because fuck fuck you, Laser. Uh, so let's uh, laser uses a reaction to cast counter spell, uh, and so as you begin gathering uh, magic in your your spellcasting focus, which I believe is your your gloves, uh, yeah. he swings the scythe through the air, and it sends like a blade of counter magic, which cuts through the magic that is like you know being pulled in to cast this this spell. So how does how does this work? How do we determine whether counter spell has been successful? Does it just auto work or? You attempt to interrupt a creature in the process of casting a spell. If the creature is casting a spell of third level or lower, the spell fails and has no effect. Yeah, at low levels, that's real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's fourth or higher, we make a ability check using spellcast ability, but that is not uh, the case. Fourth, fourth is where the cutoff is. Yep. Oh, I don't know any third level spells, but I do have third level spell slots that I never use, and I'm like... I say, is, can I can I push it high enough to get out of the range and have the contest? Okay, okay. 
All right, uh, laser comes in and is going to attack. That's a 10. And then we're going to use bonus action to do an offhand attack, 24. A 24 will hit, surprisingly. Oh my god, snake eyes. Yes! <laughs> oh. Fate is on our side! <laughs> Juniper is unkillable! <laughs> oh my god, this is so funny. So yeah, laser takes a huge like grand slam swing at your head with the blade. You just, you know, matrix dodge backwards, and then he kind of brings it back and bonks you with the, <laughs> the back of it with no blade for just pitiful damage. Um, just like a Goku... Oh, there's this one episode where Goku and Frieza are fighting, and I just like to imagine Juniper just did like a slight movement, and they're like, she moved, but like you can't even see with your eyes. <laughs> they're doing instant transmission. <laughs> yeah, this is Super Saiyan Juniper uh, <laughs> at this point. It's your turn again. Uh, right. Fuck it. Third level guiding bolt. Yeah, sure. I, <laughs> I'm not going to use another counter spell. Your turn. Yeah. Yep, okay, well, does a 17 hit? Uh, it does. Uh, right, so that's... The damage increases by 1d6 per uh, level up. Uh, so two more d6. That's gonna be 6d6 radiant damage. Holy Christ. I cross my fingers for this. I thought this was gonna be really close. Like, going into this, I had to prepare an entire episode if you won and an entire episode if you lost. Uh, well, I did just do 18 damage. Yeah, could have been better, but yeah, you you hit. Could it could be better, but like, I'm I'm doing better than laser right now on the dealing damage front. <laughs> uh, you blast laser at the guiding bolt, and he kind of flies backwards and you know slides through the coins, um, and says, "You know I can't die here, Juniper. I have to kill your bard next." She was really mean. It hurt my feelings. Look ag- again. I have no intention. Of killing you. I don't want to kill you. I'm happy to not kill you. Also, um, sorry to let you know this might be a bit of a disappointment. Um, the bard, not with the party anymore, um, turned out to be pretty fucking bad, is also gone. We've been hemorrhaging party members left, right, and center. They are bad. I do not disagree with you that they were bad. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah. Yeah, sorry to let you know, not with the party anymore. We did ditch him. All your friends have deserted you, Juniper. <laughs> Are you sure you're not the one who's bad? No, uh, look, for both of them, I told them to fuck off. Both of them, I told to go away because they would not stop being terrible people. This is not me being the problem. I told them to go away. All right. Ooh, I just have, yeah. So the next, because you blasted uh, Laser back. He begins running towards you and then slices through the air in front of him, dives through a portal and appears behind you. Whoa. Nothing personal, kid. Oh! Uh, dexterity saving throw, fireball again. Okay, okay, dexterity. Uh, 15. Oh, come on. <laughs> yes! Was 15 the number? Oh my god, can you turn around and just catch the blade the tip of your finger say no offense taken or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> you, you take half damage. So that's going to be 14 instead of 29. Okay. okay. Uh, okay. And then 
offhand, so he blasts fire from three mouths at you. Uh, I don't know what you do. How do you how do you defend from that? Because the second part is like he f- comes through the you know the smoke coming off the fire and is going to slash you with the offhand. Um. So is that all counted in the damage I've already taken? And this is just flavor of. Oh no! I've I've rolled sixteen to that, attack you. That is the, my AC. All right. So you're going to take additional damage. Oh, no. <sighs> uh, eight. So that's going to be a total of 22. Yep. Yeah, it is. What's the, what's the flavor on that? So he comes out of a portal behind you, blast fire from three mouths like King Ghidorah, and then at, coming from the smoke behind his fire is a flash of blade. What's that look like? Um. So I think the flavor on the fireball is that once again, Juniper is prepared for this. She's seen it before. She attempts to, once again, get as much distance away as possible and doesn't anticipate, oh, you might be where I land. I I jump in a very predictable di- uh, um, trajectory and do not expect that there is someone behind me when I land on the floor again. Oh, sick. All right. So, yeah, that was a good piece of damage. Laser's catching up. Let's see if you have the damage output to end this, Juniper. It's your turn. Uh, I I really hope so. Um, uh, it's it's really going to come down to this. Uh, we're, we're going for one more third level Guiding Bolt. This is my last chance to do some, some noticeable damage. I do get advantage on the attack roll because I hit you with the last one. Uh, oh, man, hold my breath. Uh, 17 on the first uh, roll, 24 on the second roll. Yes! Oh my god! You can't be stopped! <laughs> Absolutely hits. Let's see if the damage... I don't, oh, this come is on, it. Come on. If the damage is I, enough. I've got 66 to roll, please. 26 damage! Oh my god! It's she so it! close. Oh, Holy shit. Of the 66s, three of them were sixes and one was a five. Yes. That oh, was, has, that... has he held on? It was single-digit oh. health. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck him. I, sh- I should have attacked rather than Barkskin. Barkskin's done fucking nothing for me this fight. I should have got an extra yep. attack in there. That's on me. Oh, oh th- this is so close. Yes, so... Um, <sighs> Laser's gonna get one more turn. I think he's dead on your next turn, or you know, defeated on your next turn. But Barkskin has bit bitten you in the butt, and we're gonna go back to Laser. This is so good. Oh, come on, come on! All right, here we go. Uh, I've, I'm used. To, I'm using all my best shit. Remember, this is a boss like statted for the whole party to fight. Juniper, I'm I'm holding my own. Okay, <laughs> even if I lose this, I think I've done all right. <laughs> Uh, so you slam another guiding bolt into laser who gets like, you know, basically slammed down into the coins and like half buried and they're starting to melt because of the fireballs he's been casting. He has these magic, you know, God lungs, um, and it's just being able to breathe out different elements and so forth. And he's melting these coins into a kind of like hot molten metal and he comes out of them, um, like rising up out of them, like out of a grave and he just looks you in the eye uh, Juniper and says my farm is going to be beautiful I'm sure it I'm sure it will be I'm not stopping you making it uh, and he launches himself at you I mean before I roll I want to say if for you winning the race would stop him for the record I 
I know, but I'm also- he seems very convinced that, like, I'm going to murder him and deny him a nice farm. And you know what? If he wins this race and makes a nice farm, I'm okay with that. I just want a chill spot in this world. Um, alright, here we go. I'm gonna push the button. I don't know how much health Juniper has. <laughs> I'm gonna have a what? What kind of is this a melee attack or is this a spell? What kind of attack is this? This is just the scythe. Okay. Or do main attack? Crit! Oh, I crit! Fuck! I crit! Fuck! No! I crit! Fuck! Fuck! I crit! I crit! Austin! Austin! Oh. Austin, uh -huh. I deserved this. I deserved this. You did. You did so well. You did so well. I just crit. I crit. I, it's... This is look. This is why when I play Pokemon games, I never use the moves that affect your stats. I just use it damaging moves. Wasting a turn on Bark Skin was not a good move. Don't use stat moves in Pokemon. <laughs> why? Why are you like this, Austin? Twenty-five damage. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do it. Look, Austin, I need you to answer for me. Um, how much health did Laser have? Four. Fuck off. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> it was so close. Now, Juniper. Oh, oh god. I. Okay, I think it's even less than that. I. Oh no. Oh no. It is four. I... It wasn't a melee thing. Yeah. Hmm. Fuck. Yeah. I think. Just, I mean, mathematically, I think it would be basically impossible to do less than four with any other ability you have. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh my god. Okay, so you this scythe cuts you like you have been always been cut. It leaves a scar. You don't even bleed. The question is what kind of wound? Uh you get to decide this. Oh, I I I 100% think that Juniper loses a limb here. Oh, because that's so sick. I, I I think we've got to have the symmetry. I think that the only way that Laser's going to feel like hey, I got some I got I've evened this out, is losing a limb. It's an eye for an eye. Can I make a cool suggestion? Since you're like the god of thunder, can you lose an eye? That's a suggestion. See, I I I feel like it's gotta be it's gotta be one of the four limbs. Like I thought about tail for a second and I was like, I feel like that's a cop out, even if it would be some nice <laughs> symmetry with laser. Uh -huh. um, I feel like foot. I feel like it's gonna be unlucky rabbit's foot. One one of the feet's going. Oh fuck! I love this so much. So laser like dives at you, cuts through the air to open a portal, but doesn't go through it. That's exactly what you're expecting, and just slides across the ground uh, and just swings at your ankle with the scythe. Um, and there's there's not even a spray of blood. It's just like you have a scar, like you lost that foot as a child. I'm so upset. Juniper's just gonna take a second to take this in and look up at Laser and just go Can we put this behind us now? You're happy. Oh damn. That's a great way place to leave it for now. We'll cut back to here. <laughs> uh, in, in in the dark tunnels. Uh, Korvok Greenwielder, uh, Peter the Demon, the Fortunato siblings, and Gale the Harpy are being mobbed. 
by over a dozen halflings who are just attacking you with farm tools. They are eerily silent. They have taken a vow of silence. They are just using like trowels and uh, you know little picks and shovels to just bludgeon and stab you because uh, you have been nothing but a thorn on their side for a long time. You ruined their home as far as you're con- they're concerned. Also, they are here, uh, you know, in a race to try to create a new perfect home. Um, so it is really winner takes all. What do you do? Uh, can I just do something? Uh, yeah. So in this moment, I'm going to basically, cause there's so many of them. We're not going to, I'm not going to put each of them as a separate, you know, roll 20 icon and so forth. They're just kind of a, a force okay. that is attacking. Okay. Me. I cast calm emotions. <laughs> all right. So Mari had half an hour to think about <laughs> combat strategy. Oh, I've been thinking about it all week. I'm like, cast, com- I wanted to do it last week. I'm waiting. Okay. Calm emotions. Uh, you attempt to suppress emotions in a group of people. Each humanoid in a 20-foot sphere centered on a point you choose must make a charisma saving throw. Uh, these people are not the most charismatic. Some would say it is, in fact, very uncharismatic uh, <laughs> to never speak. Um, wisdom is their best at. Here we no, go. No, that's an alpha move, I think. Like, I think of that, like, <laughs> people are, like, attracted to that. Uh-huh, yeah, but- it's mysterious. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, like I, I, anytime I like go on on like a first date, just don't say a word. <laughs> yeah, that way you can't offend them in any way, and they just assume you have the same opinions. No, yeah, no, it impresses them. It's like it, it's a show of dominance. The the new audition of uh, our, the the pickup artist comes out. It's just like say nothing and <laughs> chapter one, never speak. I think this is a good move for us. You know, this is how we this is how we win. Is that we like. Uh, I, th- I feel like, you know, we can't get rid of pickup artists, but we can convince them just to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to roll. Uh, 15. Uh, that's going to be for, uh, like, so I'm not going to roll. You want me, I'm not going to roll 14 times for every halfling. That's just the general vibe of the group. What is your spell save, Peter? My spell save says 15. All right, so it appears nice. that, it appears that we tie, and tie goes to the roller, which is me. But this is such a great moment of serendipity. With a 15 tie, looks like I'm going to win. But last episode, you got an item. I did. I got Hammer of the Boop. <laughs> you have named it on your sheet, Hammer of the Boop. We did not discuss that. That was just a <laughs> that's just a Mari original, uh, which raises your, your spell save DC by one. So it's actually 16 to 15. <gasps> oh, yeah, because I couldn't do it. I couldn't put it into my sheet. Oh my god! Fuck yes! Oh my god! Also, <laughs> I, I, it seemed like you know what would a trickster god call their hammer? Hammer of the boot, you know? Yep, that, that, that makes sense to me. So, what does this look like? You just hit your little uh, war gong. How does that sound? What do they do? You win. Um. Okay. Um. I hit the little war gong, and I and I do a little like friendship jam. You know, just uh-huh. like it's all right. You know, it's like um. What is that British band for kids? The Wiggles? <laughs> are, they, are they British? <laughs> All I right. thought they were. Here we I go to Google. I just assumed they were. They are, or maybe they're New Zealand. It doesn't matter. I they're Australian. The, ener- <laughs> the energy of the Wiggles. And I, like, you know, I suddenly have a color sh- colorful shirt on. You know, they're seeing us as the Wiggles. And then I say, oh. okay, everybody, drop your minerals. And run before they figure out we're not the Australian-based child band, the Wiggles. 
Let's go. Okay, you've introduced a new thing. So last episode, a bunch of you filled your pockets with uh, precious stones. Uh, Peter, what uh, off screen or between weeks has convinced you? Because that's kind of a character leap. We haven't had a discussion about this. Well, I thought it last week, but I didn't get a chance to say it because we had to stop so suddenly. I've been in some sort of nightmarish mode where I can't say what I'm thinking for a whole week. <laughs> the, nightma- uh, the nightmarish <laughs> mode of not playing D&D. Yeah. <laughs> craving to say what I'm thinking. The, the, the way um, you were saying this to me off air was that Juniper got pulled through a wall and Juniper's the only one who didn't pick up any treasure. So maybe Juniper was able to be taken because... No, no, no gems and stuff. All right. So you use the the hammer of the boop, which is this little toy squeaky hammer to hit your gong. Uh, all of you, all of your allies appear to be the Australian band, the Wiggles, which <laughs> calms the emotions of the halflings who are just like looking at you like, what? What's going on? And then you start running. Is that what you're saying? You're emptying your pockets and running? Uh, well... Yeah, because I don't want, like, what if they find out that I'm not actually singing them a song about brushing their teeth? That would horrify me personally. Exactly. So we got to, I think we should all drop our minerals and run because I think having them makes us stay here. So I give all of my silver to my uh, love bug because I feel like it doesn't count if they ate it, and then I drop all of. Should we, should we give the should we give the minerals to the halflings? You know, maybe we, like that can be a peace offering, and then I can put a little sign of like from those people you hate. Well, they're right here. They're like standing over you, like weapons raised. You know, they're they're stopped for a moment. Um, is is that what you do? Do you just reach into your bag, pull out stuff, and hand and try to hand it to them? Yeah, here's treasure. Also, those guys you hate, they're not that bad. Do, 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 do. Let's do the friendship song. Uh, the halflings kind of look at each other like, you know, what's up with this guy? Uh, get a load of this guy, Cam. Um, and they shake they shake <laughs> their head uh, like, no, no thanks. Uh, but Gail just snatches the treasure out of your hand and like jams it into her, her overstuffed satchel, like which is getting too heavy to lift. And she says, Thanks. Gail, I'm just going to point out that I think that maybe possibly we're being held here due to an old world concept of greed. I'm just going to point out that maybe you come from a society of demons who like kill people and hoard wealth. And I like eat roadkill. So like maybe don't put your values on me, man. Okay. All right. That's that's cool. That's fine. I, but I think we should go. Uh, yeah, the, the Fortunato siblings and the, uh, the halflings are all like looking to you, Peter, cause you're really taking charge of the situation that all their emotions are calmed and, um, they all look around and they're like, okay, if you want to go to a different way down this stupid hallway, we'll go the other way. I think we just need to get distance between us and the people who are magically charmed to be our friends, just in case, <laughs> like if a rock falls them or something, I don't know. Hey, if they, if they, if they wouldn't be your friends without a magical charm they weren't your friends to begin with thank you thank you that that's real true that was not a compliment but the real treasure today it's a criticism oh <laughs> but the real treasure today is friendship and i think one of our friends is in danger so come on wiggles let's go uh gail is ready to go with you peter 
uh, and presumably Korbach as well. Yeah. The Fortunato siblings uh, don't look as sure. The halflings are like, okay, whatever. Like, we were just ambushing you, but if you're not fighting back, it's fine. We'll just leave. And they start walking back the way they came. Uh, but the Fortunato siblings look at you, and Fortunato just says, I'm not interested in teaming up with those who control minds. Uh, that's cool. See ya. All right. That was amicable. Korvok's going to try and... Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Can I... Uh, I wanted to see. Uh, can can Corval try to you uh, try to like slip uh, some gems into like uh, Fortunato's like pockets? Oh, like, going? that's a classic sleight of hand. Ooh, that's good. Let's go. Five. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. In the dark, you just hear like uh, the sound of a bunch of fucking rubies hitting the ground because you missed the pocket. <laughs> can I have a second chance in talking to Fortunato? You can always speak. I can't make you not speak. Uh. <laughs> Fool that you are. <laughs> uh. Hey, Fortunato. I got an opinion. Like, of course would you, you rather do. kill somebody? Oh, oh, sorry. What'd you say? I, you said you have an opinion. And he said, of course you do. Yep, I sure do. What's the diff? Do you think stopping someone from hurting you so you don't kill them is worse than killing them. No, I'm not saying you're bad. I'm saying I'm done with you. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you have a point. I'm not going to argue with what you're saying, Peter. I understand why you did what you did and everything. It's like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Also, uh, I was on the beach when uh, someone got fucking stabbed in the throat by an evil doll, and that was kind of on me because I trusted you uh, or, you know, Zana, who you were wearing. Uh, and, like, I feel just – Fortunato feels extremely shitty about the things they've been implicated in. Oh, my God. It's We can feel the same about that almost. I mean, there are rules for that. <laughs> I feel you. You got implicated into the throat slashing because uh, the the body, the person I was inside of, made a evil doll and slit their throat. And, you know, I'm taking the heat for all of Zana's actions because I made the mistake of also enabling her with my demonic powers. It's a lot. But I feel like... At the very least, you should differentiate me from the person I was following. All right, roll persuasion. Oh shit, fourteen. Not that great. I mean, I, I ten is uh, you know what I was looking for as far as uh, getting Fortunato to understand and appreciate what you're saying. Uh, Fortunato nods and says, <laughs> "Luckily, it's impossible for you to get less than that." No, I, I changed specs. Otherwise, it still would have been 17 no matter... Actually, it would have been 20s every time I was still Sana. Yeah, everyone loves a bard, especially on Dice <laughs> Funk. Um, Fortunato says, You're right. It is unfair of me to judge you by Zana's actions. Cool. You don't have to like me. All I'm saying is that ain't on me. Well, it is a little bit... I don't know. Accountability's hard. I'm a demon. Just... I'm on a healing journey. We will follow you if you renew your promise to let us have the body part. Mm, 
here's the thing. I'm not talking for everyone and I don't want to make promises I can't keep because I know a relationship is shaky. So me saying no is not out of disrespect, but rather out of the fact that I am responsible enough to know that I cannot lie my way out of this situation. <laughs> All right. Uh, Fortunato appreciates the honesty. Korvok, do you want to roll deception uh, or do you want to? Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll roll a deception. Um, You're the only one without a body part, so you, it's your interest specifically here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. 18. Hell yeah, dude. Korvok, like, uh, um, yeah, like, uh, uh, it's like, uh, I, I, I renew my promise that uh, uh, the body part is yours as, like, his fingers are crossed behind his back and he, like, winks and nudges Peter. <laughs> uh, Gail says, no, it's fine. I don't want it. I totally want it. You bastards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Okay, so yeah, no. Korvac's going to like, um, um, uh, sort like, like, uh, uh, lean over to, uh, uh, Gail and be like, uh, uh, no, it's all, it's all good. We don't want, and then like, like, you know, like, it's like, like, uh, sort of like nudging, uh, uh, nudging, uh, Gail with his like elbow and then like, stifling a snicker and uh, winking. <laughs> okay. He's, he's, he's not very good at lying. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, the halflings, the Duma cult, uh, have their emotions calmed, and, you know, th- with that, they lose the, the drive to kill you and go off in search of the body part in these twisty tunnels, leaving you. Uh, the Fortunato siblings do not leave you and are, are going to help. So we find ourselves back in the same situation, which is that you are, you know, lost in these tunnels. We know out of character that Dio is on to the, the solution and, and we'll cut there soon. You may have noticed you haven't heard Sophie's voice in a while. Our recording stuff is a little complicated. We are going to record that later. Uh, but that's the situation. We have most of the party lost in the tunnels and we have Juniper who just lost a foot. Uh, do you want to cut to Juniper uh, while you brainstorm? Sure. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. How's how's... How's Laser feeling? Have has the bloodlust been sated now that Juniper is missing a foot? I uh, I mean, yeah, Laser like did a baseball slide across these golden coins and s- slashed your foot off. Um, he slowly stands up as you say, "Can we put this behind us?" Which is kind of a baller move, honestly. Um, yeah. And he he says, <laughs> "Yeah, I I wasn't expecting that. I guess. I mean, the scythe." Is an instrument of farming, not violence. I mean, not the way you use it. Let's be fair. I would love to be fair. I have literally never seen you use it for farming. <laughs> I've seen you use it more than once for, uh, for violence. You should have stuck around back at our farm. We would have shown you everything. I would have. Hey, hey, I would have done. Came back to the farm to get my friend. You were about. The first time I saw you use that scythe was. Hey, I'm gonna murder this friend of yours. I, I, I didn't feel like going. Hey, I'll stick around and watch you cut the wheat. Yeah, I, I think you know. I, I don't even think we need a roll here, like a persuasion. I think having cut off your foot the way you smashed his tail, uh, his bloodlust is sated, uh, and he kind of you know puts the scythe down. You can use the. Um, you know, the rake kind of as a crutch. I have a lot of personal experience on this as someone who spent a year on crutches. Wow. This is my representation now, Juniper. Thank you. Hmm. Yay. I helped. Question mark. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think this has any? Do you think this has any like statistical um, thing? I think you know you are perfectly you know capable of doing almost everything you do. Do you, is there a D and D mechanic we want to engage with, or is this a purely I, narrative thing? I feel like I'm looking at my character sheet, and two of the things I have on my character sheet are very specifically about being good at using my feet to do jumps. Uh, there is rabbit hop which is my do some big leaps. And there is lucky footwork, which is the thing that allows me to have a um, uh, an additional plus four if I fail a dex save. One or either of those seem like it would be appropriate to lose. I'd be open to losing both with, with only one foot. I definitely think so. Uh, yeah. Both, both, yeah. Do you? Do I, you I, I feel like everything else makes sense to keep, but I feel like losing, losing those two is the right trade-off. I agree. That does feel the best to me. Um, do you leave your foot here in the the coins? Do you to make a little uh, charm out of it, the way well, humans I do was, out of rabbit's foot? I was gonna ask. Do. <laughs> If I take it, do I now have a lucky rabbit's foot, and does that have any positive benefits? <laughs> I don't know that it has any positive benefits. It feels more emotional. Is um, is 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 lucky rabbit's foot a D and D item? It Although almost this, certainly this, is. This rabbit foot probably isn't that lucky, considering what happened to it. This is the eternal problem with lucky rabbit's foot. Never lucky for the rabbit. <laughs> Of course. Uh, this is the other thing I was thinking definitely was um, that laser t- you know, t- would take it and it's his charm, but you've disarmed him with your, your demeanor. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think Juniper keeps it if, if for no other reason than, I mean, what am I going to do? Not keep the foot? Like, maybe there's a way I can put it, like, you know the way if like, they, they suggest if a tooth falls out, hold on to it, go, go see a dentist, they might be able to shove it back in? Like, I, I don't know, maybe maybe someone can put a foot back on. I I, I feel weird leaving the foot behind. <laughs> yeah, there is a D&D spell called Regenerate, which uh, does this. I, there might be another one as well. That's the one that comes to mind where your severed parts come back. It's a seventh level spell. So I don't think we're going to get there. No, I don't think we're going to get there in the campaign, but this is maybe a thought of Juniper being like, it'd be nice to have the foot back on at some point, and if the foot's still in a good condition post-campaign, maybe. I don't know how how long you've got to get a get a foot uh-huh. back on. <laughs> Juniper's motivation switches to getting the, the traitor god to make a world where uh, feet grow that can be attached to a stump. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a foot-themed world. There's the centipede with the foot fetish there. <laughs> Juniper puts puts her foot in her bag and then starts to hobble towards... Uh, you, took, you took my foot. Fair game. I'm, I'm going to get there first. All right, yeah, if you start if you have use the rake as a kind of, you know, crutch and start going away. Laser uh kind of sets the the scythe down, doesn't seem to follow you. Sits down and like begins taking off the clown makeup in your like periphery, you know, behind you if you just hobble away and that's the last you see of him. I'm I'm sorry for your loss. And then starts to hobble. Mhm. Um yeah, too quiet to be heard. This is just for Laser in the audience. Uh, one of his hands says, Good luck. <sighs> and breathe. Uh-huh. Uh, Korvok 
and Peter, uh, any any uh, plans in the uh, in the hallway in the corridors? Juniper, you don't know where you are. You just start begin like wandering into you know further into the chamber of of coins. Assume presumably there's a way out. You don't know. We'll come back to you. Yeah. All right, gang. What do you say? Do we need to power the channel the powers of friendship? <laughs> and find our friend? What if the real treasure down here was friendship all along? Yeah! Gail, uh, you know, uh, all her feathers pop up and like, a, 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 what's the word? Like, you know how birds do when they're really excited? And she just begins like kicking the wall full force where, uh, you know, laser had cut through and just starts kicking it repeatedly, ineffectually, to get to Juniper. Um, all right, Korvok's gonna be like, uh, uh, to Gale, like, that's no way to do it, and then he's gonna try and, like, uh, use his, like, swords on it. That's sick. Yeah, make an attack on the wall. Uh, so I, I hit, I roll a 19, which I think hits Hell yeah. the wall. Uh, I deal six piercing damage. Yeah, Korvok, you have two giant anime swords. Oh, you've done another attack, that's a 25. Yeah, and, well, I'm using both giant anime swords. So I do, uh... Uh, with both of those uh, uh, together, I deal 15 damage to the wall. Sick. Yeah, you you start ripping the wall apart with your giant swords. It's very cool. Uh, Gale gets more excited. It's like, yes, yes, and starts kicking harder. Uh, and eventually the uh, Fortunato siblings are like shrug and start shooting acid out of their hands. Uh, everyone's just trying to go apeshit on this wall to get to Juniper. I'm going in too. 1d8 plus 4. 22. That's Hammer of the Boop. I hit that wall. Yeah, I hit that wall with all of the boop it has. It makes a little squeaky sound when it uh-huh. hits. Uh, and yeah, with all of this, uh, that's like the deciding blow because this is a special magic weapon from this biome. You know, this was the the signature item of this god. Uh, and you blast a hole in the wall, Peter, with a squeaky hammer. And you can kind of, you look through this small hole and see a chamber filled with gold coins. Oh, good job, hammer. <laughs> Good job, Hammer. Uh, so yeah, what do you all talk about? Is your because you basically have to do where there's like a, a a mining montage of everyone ripping at this wall, swords, hammer, acid, kicks. Uh, let's say it takes like you know five minutes. What do you what do you talk about while this is happening? Yo, Juniper, you in that hole? <laughs> you do not hear anything. Uh, that that fight was taking place during uh, the halfling scene, so like the, these timelines aren't exactly synced. I will say Juniper has left the that you don't know in character, but Juniper has left, walked away. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, wait. No. So yeah, Korvok's going to try and give like a rousing, like motivational speech to everyone at, to like help us like uh, like break through the rock faster um, by like you know like just like telling us about how like, like telling everyone about how like it uh, uh, valuable member what valuable members they are and that we need to start thinking about this company like it's a like it's a canoe that we're all getting in we're all paddling the canoe together and that's that's what gets us that's what gets us there um, and that and that's the important thing about it too is that because we're um, because we're all paddling together in the canoe and like you know there's different there's different parts that there's someone who steers the canoe but there's also like it's all people like rowing and like we're all and that's the that's the thing about it that we all need to like be aware of can you roll performance i say if you do a good enough job on this the team is inspired enough to get through and catch up with juniper 10 uh yeah 10 was what i was looking for uh so once again that the hammer of the boop uh punches holes in the wall your giant swords uh cut swaths 
the Fortunato siblings melt the wall away, and eventually enough is, uh, has been you know, cleared of this uh, corridor's wall that you can begin squeezing through. We have to, it takes a little extra effort because you're so large, Korvok, uh, but eventually you can squeeze into this chamber. Uh, no one is here. Uh, you see uh, what appears to be like some discarded um, uh, disguise kit stuff from from Laser, but he is left as well. So there's just like a, some kind of little empty jar of like uh, uh, makeup, maybe some uh, torn fabric or something. Uh, he has apparently switched up his look and left. Um, but there is a clear path where someone on a crutch. Uh, cut through these gold coins uh, further down in the chamber, and you all begin running in that direction to catch up to Juniper. My love bug is eating an insane amount of gold, just because. <laughs> Meanwhile, someone else is working their way through the tunnels. Uh, last we saw Zana and Walter. They were riding on the back of the ham sect in the swamp. Uh, you used a spell on them to disorient, I think, actually the ham sect itself, and they kind of wandered off and fell behind in the race. But they have caught up, and they are also here in the tunnels. Uh, Mari, uh, you can be Zana for this scene. She's usually an NPC, but uh, what what is what does Zana and Walter talk about as they wander back and forth through these uh, dark, twisting corridors, trying to figure out how to get out of here? Oh my god, I just think it's so interesting how you're so slimy and wet all the time like if i was slimy and wet all the time i'd be so embarrassed and ashamed of my body but like you pull it off but zana are you not moisturizing i see you have many such products and serums it is not desirable to be how you say slimy i am always the exact right amount of moist not too moist to be slimy Okay. Who decides what is correct moistness? Is this not subjective? Cosmopolitan magazine. Oh, I okay. I did not realize. I apologize. Oh, you're forgiven. As you and Walter are, are walking through these tunnels, the hamsect is walking beside you. You can ride it together, but I think it's probably pretty tired because Walter is carrying a giant anchor, and that's quite heavy. Uh, but you, you round a corner, and you see you have uh, arrived in some kind of uh, situation here. Uh, are you familiar with a de- the... Oops, let me put a picture of it in here. Are you familiar with Displacer Beasts? So what I'm looking at is a beautiful black cat with Pandora extra limbs and a and two tentacles coming out of it with razor sharp teeth coming out of the tentacles as if they are squid fisher tentacles and it's a very sleek looking cat like maybe it's not fur it's like skin or something. Uh, so as you and Walter are talking, you turn a corner and you see uh, what appears to be a habitat for creatures that live in here. You've seen love bugs so far. These are displacer beasts, which are muscular uh, panther-like creatures with these long probing tentacles. Uh, and it appears to be like a, a, a den of them sleeping here. You see like uh, four. Then uh, they are just, you know, the way that uh, big cats can sleep in a den or something. And... Uh, they aren't actually cats. I don't know if I should have you roll nature for that, um, but the, they are actually a monstrosity, according to the monster manual, which is different from beast. It's a different kind of thing. But um, what, what does Zana do? 
holy shit, that cat is slick as fuck. <laughs> Hello, cat, come here, come here. <laughs> you just walk right up to it. She squats down and puts her hand out just as if any other cat. Hey, hey, cat, uh-huh. cat, hey, hey, cat. <laughs> All right, I guess we're going to roll animal handling here. I have Zana's character sheet. I assume you don't have it up. Um, You roll because I don't have a char- Zana's little character sheet. I transformed. I literally transformed her mm-hmm. into Peter. Yes. Yeah. 18. Yes. <laughs> Why can't Zana lose? It's impossible. She's such a horrible person. Why does everything work out for her? It's very fucked up. So you, you awaken a large uh, like female displacer beast, which uh, looks up at you, kind of starts to growl, and then it senses your, uh, I don't know, confidence, your aura. Alpha femaleness. Real respects real. Uh-huh. Uh, and if you, do you try to touch like its snout? Um, I reach out and gently, with the back of my hand, trace around its cheeks. It's interesting because when you go to touch it, uh, Zana, your hand just goes right through it and you hear it, it uh, growl again and it's a couple feet to the left of where you went to touch it. And Walter- <gasps> Wal- Clever girl. And Walter says, oh yes, I have heard about this. They uh, are projecting an image. They are not who they appear to be. Very sneaky. Ooh. Wow, that's so cool. I love that idea. Yes, it is interesting that it likes you. These are very dangerous. Uh, Walter seems pretty nervous. Uh, not not a biologist. Oh, it's just because I have such a pure and kind heart that animals just inherently trust me. That's how this ham sect came to me as well. They could sense my inner goodness. Yes, uh, everyone loves you. You are very popular. I'm very confused why you are targeted by demons. How come this Peter, he does not like you? Was jealous, maybe? Uh, you know, it's just like the purer the person, the better the the um, conquest for demons. Like, if they could have corrupted me, they can corrupt anyone. It was just so hard for me trying to get out, like, help me, as he was using me to kill people and say really, really, really good sick burns. <laughs> oh, no, they can corrupt anyone? What about me? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, they could. They could get you too, Walter. They could. Uh, this is terrifying. I must, is there a way to ward myself from demon incursion? Yes, there is. I'm going to need something from you, but you have to trust me, okay? Of course, you are Zana from Sharpwood University, one of my best friends. I trust you implicitly. Yes, yes, we're best friends. And you know what best friends do? Uh, go on picnic? They go on picnics and give each other blood. That's what I need. I need a big old... Big gulp of blood from you to keep us safe from Peter. Zana, Arcana check? What are you going to do with Walter's blood? All right, what's my Arcana? Uh, zero, it looks like. 19. <laughs> God damn it. Zana simply will Zana. not lose. She just won't. 
saw a spark against the dark and we erupt but it's a slow burn we take our chance and start to dance can see enough to know to turn around the sound of a bonfire carries over fences titillates our senses but we don't need the heat a chill wind is pushing you into me and it's looking like we might be burning might be burning might be burning down but we're a bonfire we keep putting in we keep putting in oh we're a bonfire i keep putting in you keep putting in i take your hand but you demand a different love a different touch